visit loggytravel.co.uk and book your next trip to Madeira, a destination that has recently been recognised as the best winter sun destination and the European Christmas safest destination. Thanks to its blue skies and never-ending sunshine, its breathtaking landscapes, its verdant forests, its volcanic terrain, its exuberant flower gardens and its exquisite cuisine, you'll be met with open arms, warmth and smiles and exemplary hospitality that instills peace of mind and a feeling of safety. Shall we? Remember Madeira with loggytravel.co.uk. Today's episode is brought to you by Zoom. There's nothing like meeting face-to-face, and there's nothing like Zoom to make that happen. Zoom lets you connect and do business across town or around the world. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy platform for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. And connect easily from anywhere, your mobile phone, your laptop, or conference room. Zoom is how business gets done. Get your free account at zoom.com today. Meet happy with Zoom. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. It's DJ Davis. Let's get it started. You know, make sure that you're sharing this podcast everywhere with your friends on iHeart, uh, it. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or, it- or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Everything. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. It's we're, a lot. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Somebody told me they're actually subscribed to us on uh, Spotify. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you we're can. definitely on Spotify. Yeah, but I didn't know we, you could subscribe to us there. You could follow. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Just yeah. keep listening to the show. Keep sharing it. We appreciate all the support. A lot of people have been coming up to me lately, actually congratulating us for the show and you know everything we're doing. So it does feel good. Although uh, I still want to quit sometimes. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> You're not quitting. No, we're not doing that. Nope. <laughs> nope. Coming. It just got. It just got good, dude. I know. I'm thinking. You know, <laughs> once you get to like syndicated television and you're getting five, ten million, or whatever a year, do you quit? Hell no. No. Rack it up. I don't think money equates to happiness, though. Like, no, I know, of course not. Like, I've had a lot of money, and I've had a lot of no money, and I've felt sad on both occasions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that people think that money can buy you happiness, but all that money does is enhance who you are. You know, like if you're an asshole, money enhances that. If you're a giving person, money enhances that. But, uh, you know, I tell you, it's definitely convenient, though. Yeah. Have some money. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, when a bill rolls in, you want to be able to just throw some money at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you ain't got it, you feel it. Yeah, you do. But I will say, you know, uh, people just have to learn how to take care of themselves a little better. I'm still learning. It's an ongoing process of self-care. Self-love mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. an, uh, an ongoing process. You just got your meal delivery um, recently. Chef today. Amir is back in the fold. Yeah. We're going into our second week. You know, plant-based, learning plant-based is a whole other thing. <laughs> it's not really the food because the food that she cooks is really good but mm-hmm. it's when you travel mm-hmm. so this weekend i'm going to atlanta to the uh, uh bt hip-hop awards mm-hmm. oh, i mean atlanta don't have a lot of go to slutty vegan what is that <laughs> isn't it the it's greatest me. name ever i've never heard of it okay so it started off as a food truck Sounds bomb. um and literally people found out about it and like the lines would be like they would run out of food every single time that they posted their you know um uh, where they would be, you know, where the food truck would be posted to the point where they now have a brick and mortar actual shop. And she, the creator, uh, the owner of it, I believe, is being inundated with requests to franchise because people well, are. I would assume the fuck too if she's a slut. Well, no, it's no, no it's like, um, like slutty vegan, like the names of the burgers is like, I don't know, like a what? Sl- sloppy toppy. Hey. That's one of the names of the Tramp, burgers. Tramp burger. <laughs> right. But apparently, you know, people are like going 
going insane for them in Atlanta. Well, and uh, I'll, I'll be there for two days. Maybe I'll check it out. The, the <laughs> I believe that they're going to be outside of the awards. Oh. I You're going to be able to get some sl- slutty vegan. A slutty vegan. Well, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of sluts out there. They, yeah. Well, well that's what that's, that's what they call their, their you know, their consumer is sluts. You know, I, I, I listen to this podcast often. <laughs> I, I watch it sometimes and I listen to it on the podcast app. Mm-hmm. And if you just ever aren't doing anything, like if you're listening to the show today because it popped up and you and you find yourself in bed one day just laying there bored, put on the podcast and lay there and laugh hysterically by yourself. <laughs> oh my Some God. of the shit we say, that little nail episode uh, was t- a mess. Yo, Classic. you took the words right out of my mouth. She is so funny when she said in these streets, I literally almost fell on the floor <laughs> when you asked her if the bloods and crips were getting along she said i ain't no fucking i don't know i'm like well you Can live I say one them? thing yeah. lunel has looked and acted the exact same since i knew her since i was six years old yeah she's looked the same she's the same person yeah but anyway i appreciate her coming on the show and yeah, I, I love that people listen to this recklessness um okay so what's going on in your world okay your well world. in my world or in the world like you <laughs> know your world in like my your world personal world in my personal what's world. happening melissa uh why are you back up like that uh i don't know i'm just trying to keep you know i'm putting together like a new um you Something? know project. A, a, yeah a new project that's gonna be Bang. for you guys um but until i have like i said all the t's crossed and the i's dotted and stuff i want to sit down and talk to you about you know proper rollout and whatnot um but Make the, we'll make the announcement like in about mm. a week or two. Um, that's just basically it. That, I'm, that's I'm, your whole life. I'm basically giving birth, you know, to a new baby. For real. That's what's happening in my life. I ain't gonna be in the delivery room, but I'm gonna be outside ch- uh, cheering. No, you you're on. gonna be in the delivery room at the launch party. That's gonna be the hey. delivery room. You're okay, gonna well, be there. There we go. Okay. What about you? Look, I need your advice. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm next, what this Friday? I'm turning grown, thirty. Oh yeah, it's a milestone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be gone for your birthday. Well, you know, it happens. That sucks. But I need your advice, Jason, Melissa, turning 30. You know, mm-hmm. what? how should my life change? Walk me through this. Well, you already this had is... to mature because you have a son. Yeah, I know. So you don't act like the stereotypical 29-year-old. It's a big step. Nah. I will say third, 29 was, when I was 29, I remember vividly, I was so excited because I was turning 30. Mm-hmm. I was finally becoming a grown-ass man because you're a grown-ass man when you get 30. I think you're a grown-ass man at 40, but 30 was exciting. 31 is going to fucking suck. <laughs> so I guess my first piece of advice would be, Enjoy 30. Enjoy the 30. But 30 for me was really about living in my whole fucking truth. It was like the beginning Mm -hmm. part of just saying, like, I'm going to wake up imperfect every day and it is what it is. Like, I remember vividly just thinking, like, I've reached 30 because I never thought I would make it to 30. I thought 25 most, Mm -hmm. you know, I die by 25. So to make it to 30 was like, wow, I I made it. Yeah. 42 is just like, nigga, okay, God, you're playing now. (laughs) Yeah. I say your 20s are kind of chaos, you know, like you feel everything, you know, you're still coming off of your teens and, you know, you're so like, you're so affected by everything, especially as a woman. My God, I wouldn't repeat my 20s for nothing because well, my body was stupid. Um, but everything else was <laughs> shit. Um, 30s, you kind of start to becoming really accepting of who you are. Like, yeah. this, this, this is it. You know, you can improve upon yourself, but, like, you really come to terms with a sense of grounding, like, this is it. But I also this feel is like, who I am. I feel like you're also very polished at 30. I wasn't this polished I, yeah. at 30. 29, I was... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the kid thing. I will never forget in my 20s. No, it's a lot of niggas with kids that's not polished. I though. will never mm. forget in my 20s fucking behind a club on a cardboard box. <laughs> And I remember just I saying, like, that. I'm just like, Wait, what? I was a trash box. I just feel like 30, 30 really is, I mean, transparency, like living in who you are, like really like figuring out. Because now, because like the 20s is all the reckless, supposed to be yeah. your, twi- your reckless years. Mm-hmm. Your 30s are supposed to be like, OK, now I'm grown. Let me just live my true life and figure out what I really want to do. And do it. Mm-hmm. 40s, you should be reaping some benefits. Of what yeah. You did. yeah. But, but even then, like early 40s too i mean i started hollywood unlocked at 37 years old mm-hmm. so it took me a long time because i was enjoying life and i did get caught up in hollywood partying and shit too so you just i mean 30s are really i'm looking forward to time. it you know it's here there's nothing i could do we can't turn back now feels good mm-hmm. but would you if you could hell no i don't want to go back to college i don't want to go back to high school none of that shit it's over yeah. yeah it's done yeah, I don't know how kids are in high school now. I, I hate it. When I think about how kids have to live their lives now, like with social media. This kid just got killed by two people that beat him up at school. And and I was watching on the news and it just like fucked with me because I'm thinking like these parents put their kid in the car or took them to school to go to school. And this kid got beat up and killed at the school. Mm. Like just beat up by kids. The biggest fear. It's a rough, it's a rough world. And I thought yesterday... This, this question always is looming over my head. Mm. Am I going to have kids? You yeah. know, people always ask me, and I think it's getting louder now because everybody's like, are you going to mm-hmm. do it? Are you going to do it? You can do it. And I think about the world that kids are inheriting. Like your son is how old? Five. Like five years old. He has to live an entire life in this fucked up, polluted world of chaos and crime. And it's just like, do you want to bring a innocent person into this world? A lot of millennials are, you know, answer that question with you guys have we're we're inheriting a shit world. So why would we have, you know, have children, bring children into a world like this when we really we feel like the clock is ticking. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this there's this uh, part of the Arctic shelf that just broke off. That's a piece bigger than the size of Los Angeles. And it just broke off yesterday. And what that basically is a sign of is the sign of the times. Climate change. It's not global. It's climate change, you know. And what that means when the Arctic shelf built breaks off, that means that it's partially melting. You know, and that means that sea levels are going to rise. So you're going to see more Category 5 hurricanes. You reminded me of why I hated school. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit, I was sorry. Like, wait, I nerded out I was for a second. I'm like, wait, no, but it's the, the National Geographic in her. But I do. It, it, no, it's important. Because I think when people in, in New York say, oh, we've had an extra hot summer. Like, y'all don't realize I want to say global warming, but climate change yeah. is real. It's no, hot. It's it's, it's like 100 degrees yeah. with humidity in New York right now. It ain't that here in California. So things are like flipped upside down. But do you ever think about the world that your kid's going to inherit? Never. You don't? Never. Because, you know, as much as it's bad, it's good, too. It's really a balance, man. If you if you look at life that way, it's always going to be fucked up. Do you believe True. that? Yeah. I feel like when I came into this world, the, my shit was fucked up. And in the, in the 90s where they're locking up everybody, my uncles, my cousins were getting locked up left and right. It was never really better. So it's like at this point, if you decide to look at that, it will always seem like something bad is going yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can wake up every day and say, because I'm alive, the glass is half full instead of half empty. But like this week, I was at one of our favorite places. I'm not going to put them on blast having a good time. And like there was like they were trying to break down the door to get in. Mm. And I already felt like it was a little too rowdy, especially not having security or just, you know, what I mean, but you, you try to be like, I don't need security. Just go hang out. Mm hmm. 
And so finally they made a hole and I got in or whatever. And then somebody started shooting outside and people started running in. They're shooting this and that. And I had to think quick, like, okay, what do I do? They're like, mm-hmm. come, Jason, come here behind the counter. I'm like, no. So I ended up walking through the venue and out the back door and calling an Uber on the side. And there was police and helicopters and all that. And I'm thinking, like, this is always, it's been that bad? I mean, like, it, the they world's been, been shoot, that bad? Yeah, they've been shooting shit up. But, like, what? But I don't know if I want a human being because I would be devastated if my kid was born True. and something happened. Like Facts. I couldn't even like, yeah. you know, and I'm just thinking like now I'm at a point where you really, with all these mass shootings, you don't never know anymore. Yeah. Wherever there's crowds, I'm always looking or people and- using vehicles as murder weapons, yeah. you know, to take, remember what happened in times square. What was that last year? Yeah. Um, or earlier yeah, this year. Like, it yeah. Was a couple of years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's scary, scary. Well, I'd be scared. That's why. I, that's what I constantly think about when it comes to having kids is give birth to something that is going to have my whole entire heart and put them, you know, when I let them go to school, I'm going to constantly be agitated and anxious. Like, is one of their classmates going to, like, mm-hmm. take my child out? You know, or these one, are real or concerns. Or even sicker, is your child going to be the one that's going to take somebody else out? You it's know what? crazy. He, there's, yeah, a mo- there's, a, there's, a, there's a movie called We Need to Talk About Kevin. And if y'all want to watch some fucked up shit, watch that movie. It's called <laughs> We Need to Talk About Kevin. So what is this on? And it, uh, uh, I, iTunes or, you know, something like that. You could definitely find it in iTunes. Kevin was clearly white. Uh, yeah, but the story <laughs> is his mother knew from the time he was in her womb something was fucking wrong with this kid and oh it gives me chills just thinking about it you well, need to watch it go watch no no them. you need to watch the movie um and it just kind of puts the that whole thing like the terror that children feel mm-hmm. and parents listen i'm i'm showing my fan i am for the first time telling my story publicly with love and hip-hop mm-hmm. And, you know, doing some of these green screens and talking about it and reliving some of the stuff has been very difficult. And when mm-hmm. I think about, you know, my childhood and what I've been through, you know, and writing this book that I have that's that's just finally done, man, if you're not prepared to raise a kid in like full love and protection and nurturing and guidance and I mean, if you're not if you're not built to really stick to that full time, you should not have a kid. There's so many people out here that I feel treat their kids like ornaments, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm going to dress it up. I'm mm-hmm. going to have it roll with oh, me. Oh, for sure. I'm going to make it look good. And I'm going I'm to. But that that Instagram daddy shit, like a kid needs to have their parents. And I and I just, you know, sometimes I'm really grateful to God that like I was able to make it out as sane as I am. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm crazy. I got a tick, but as far as like, <laughs> I got a tick. But to really be in my sound mind, to think about how many people that I've seen get murdered, like to watch a person breathe their last breath. Mm-hmm. There's kids out here all over the world who, and, and in our country, which is crazy to think mm-hmm. about America, who are on the streets witnessing that kind of shit. And I don't know if it's a place that I want to bring a kid to. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it's definitely something you need to think about, but a lot of people don't have the opportunity of choosing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think even that's dope that you are at a point where you can decide because a lot of people have to have kids and it's just out of their control. Wait, and what? You, how? how? What do you mean how? What, what are you Meaning they don't about? have access to getting an abortion, but everybody has a control over putting a penis in them. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you might not have money for abortion or your family might be against it. There's a lot of factors that causes people to have children and maybe they don't want to, but... 
you know, it is what it is. When you have your child, you got to look at the brighter side of things. I actually never looked at how scary the world is. Mm-hmm. Really? To be honest, I don't, I don't even see it like that mm-hmm. because I look at all the opportunities my son has with the internet and things that's going on that I didn't have when I was growing up. There's so much, there's a lot of, as much as it's fucked up, there's a lot of bad, I mean, good things to balance it out. That's just how I if look I at it. If I had a kid, I'd want to wrap it in bubble wrap every single day and just and let it live in a bubble, just like terrified of the world. And I think if I had a kid, it would make me soft and I ain't ready for that. Like, <laughs> I like having this Teflon, that, you know, of a skin. I don't, I mean, I would have my kid all day. Mm-hmm. My kid would literally have to be with me all day long. Where are you at? What's, you know, and then there are going to be times where I'm going to be like, you know, why are you here? I mean, but I don't know what age that happens at. I would assume <laughs> five. Like, nigga, you still here? My <laughs> son closed the door on me now. Like, he goes in the room and closes the See, that's the thing. And I came up independent and my son's independent. I don't even, I don't have those fears, man. It's like, maybe because you know, I have a little boy too. It's like, man, go You're not wondering what, what he's doing. And, and the- I think about how mean I was to my mother. Like, we had such a rough relationship that I can't imagine you carrying a kid for nine months or having, you know, somebody you're with carry the kid for nine months and then birth the kid and then the kid grow up to reject you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they like, do. Like that is fucking crazy. They talk like shit I can to now you. I remember why she was so emotionally <laughs> fucked up because just like there was no connection and I, I, I couldn't even imagine how how that would feel. Like your kid doesn't even want to be around you. Or, or it's called being a teenager. Daddy, you're, don't do that. That's not cool. Like, yeah, shut right? up. I wouldn't they say talk being back. a teenager. Yeah, it is. Well, I, no, I wouldn't necessarily say it's just being a teenager. Sometimes parents and children just don't have a connection. How are you and your mom? We're not speaking. No, because I remember you. Example. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we never have. Had, we've never had a very strong connection. Mm. I've questioned whether... But, you she- care, but see, you, unlike me, you cared about her, though, because I remember when she got sick, you did flee home yeah. to take care of her. So that, yeah. that, 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 and maybe that's just because of who you are. I was not that person. Yeah, no, when my mom, when I found out my mom had cancer, like, I remember I was getting off a plane in Vegas, and I... You know, I got the word from my aunt and I it felt literally like the floor fell out from underneath me and I needed to stabilize myself on the wall. And then I went into the bathroom um, and started crying. And then I had to do an event. I was actually at this event with Tank and Tyrese and Vita. It was a smorgasbord of talent just randomly pulled um, at this Vegas opening of something. And um I was inconsolable in my hotel room and I literally, I'd already been paid, but I did not want to come out of my room because like I was crying my face off, just dealing with my own sense of guilty feelings that my relationship with my mother was not very strong, but I could not lose her because I already lost my dad. And who am, like what anchors me to the world, to this earth if my mother's gone? So I was like dealing with all this conflict um, I, I have to credit Tank with like helping me get through that event. And then later on, we were just like eating chicken wings and, and drinking mm. our faces off, you know, because he knew I really needed that. Um, but, you know, it, it, I run to my mom's side when she's sick. She ran to my side when my accident happened. It, it's perfunctory, though. It's, it's, it's like it's almost like it's a it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But it's not because like. Like, oh, my God, my mom. You know what I mean? Like, I love my mom. See, I, I, was, I was very cold hearted. I didn't feel, you know, it wasn't until my mother was dying that yeah. I started to feel like, OK, I'm, I had to make a conscious decision, like, decision that I'm going to let her last days be peaceful. Yeah, like, I'm going to I sent her some roses and I had never sent her anything. And I know she had 
been get like she used to ride the bus and she used to, everybody would say saw your mom on the bus she showed me pictures of you so i knew she was proud mm-hmm. but even in that i had so much animosity from other reasons that yeah. i couldn't allow love to exist yeah and that's where i think like you know when, when she died i sent her flowers and the card said uh these are long overdue and she really appreciated it mm-hmm. and i didn't think about you don't think about your mom as having bipolar disorder or a drug addiction you don't think about that's mom moms mm-hmm. are supposed to love their kids and i think because i didn't have that you know i really think about who i am now and you know i'm writing this book i mean it's a lot of self-revelation where mm-hmm. you you got to deal with your own shit now it's on paper and thinking about like my brother's death made me so cold-hearted that i don't really know what it feels like to really love another person mm-hmm. i know what it feels like to feel in love mm-hmm but even that, I kind of dice it down to like, is that just extreme lust? But, yeah. but like yeah, truly yeah. love a person unconditionally, like you would have to do a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, you have this idea about parenting. Um, and the idea behind parenting is to be a better version of what you had. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, I, for me, I just always, you know, my mom, my, my grandfather was this big Russian bear of a man, language barrier. Um, very stoic. Her mother passed away when she was 15. Um, you know, they, there wasn't like a lot of I love you's in the household. There wasn't a lot of hugs and, emo- and you know, emotional exchange. And in response to not having received that, you would think that I wanted, you know, as a person, she would want to do the exact opposite with her child. And she didn't. Like, yeah, I... But that was learned behavior, though. I know, but it's, I, it took me a long time to forgive her for well, that. of course. Because, I was so angry. You were in it. And yeah. That, and that's the thing, right? Like, I know some people like you are a product of foster care, so you probably... Mm-hmm. You, you've been able to break the cycle and, you know, figure out what it feels like to be, you know, why it's important to be a present father. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that don't do that. They continue the cycle. Yeah. I just think what happens is we grow up and we learn like our parents are just people. Like, yeah. like you say, like, as you got older, you just realize like, I'm, I'm thinking this is mom and dad did this and mom did this, but it's like, this is a person that went through something and handled this completely wrong. And I used to have these kind of things where I had stuff against my mom and cause I was adopted and I have two moms and all that type of stuff. And I was mad at people. Why did I go to boarding school? Then I just grew up and learned like, there's reasons why everything happened. Mm. And you got to look at today. Like I just try to wipe everything clean. Mm. Me being grown, being mm-hmm. older and looking at my mom and looking at her eye to eye. Like I, I'm starting to understand what you went through. How can we move forward? Because I was holding on to a lot of pain and why you do this and why did you do that when I was 11 and 12? But it's like I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Yeah. But I've also through the agony of going through all that. Why this? Why that? I've created my own life now in my own world. And I said this in terms of like somebody asking me how I live now. I mean, I built a perimeter. It's I say it's the Hollywood Unlock perimeter. Everything in it is Hollywood Unlock related. It's either my team. It's somebody really, really close to me you know, friends I've had for over 20 something years, but I do feel like it is really hard to break those, those traits. And it might never break, but I think it's just being open and understanding. Like what you said, when your mother was about to pass, you were open and understanding. I'm sending flowers. You made no, no, no. I was open and understanding because I realized the forgiveness was what she needed to, to have Mm. to, to pass on. She died right after, like literally the next day. And I think, you know, uh, she, she needed that. I didn't feel a sense. I mean, I felt a sense of release that like, you know, she's gone or whatever. And, you know, I gave her what she needed to move on. But I mean, I feel like like as a child who went through extreme abuse, 
and neglect and abandonment. Like I don't, I don't want to continue that cycle. And unless I know for sure that I'm going to be able to give that kid love, that there's no reason why I would bring it into the world. It would just other, it would be, uh, you know, uh, just for the satisfaction of having a kid. You know, me and Tiffany Haddish, we joke around. We like, you want to have a kid? You want to mm-hmm. have a kid? You know, I couldn't even imagine a Tiffany Haddish and Jason Lee kid. That little <laughs> motherfucker would be a hoodlum. <laughs> that would be, a, be hilarious. A, a comedic hoodlum. That would be hilarious. But anyway, uh, one person that ain't going to get out to see his kid soon is, is R. Kelly. That's true. That's true. So, uh, update on uh, Mr. Kelly. Uh, prosecutors believe that disgraced singer R. Kelly is a flight risk who plans to escape to Dubai if a judge really releases him from jail. That is exactly where that motherfucker would go. Well, he said he believed he could fly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he would fly right over to a place where, you know, it's encouraged to pee on people and shit. Wait, but is there extradition? Like, if you go to Dubai, can we... I don't think so. No extradition? No, No, I don't think Mm -mm. so. Really? Yeah. He would live his best life over there. Yeah, yeah. Court documents show that the federal prosecutors in New York are requesting that the judge keep him locked up while Mm -hmm. he waits for his trial on multiple child sex charges. Um, The defense imposes a serious risk of flight if released, and prosecutors noted. While the defendant may not have traveled internationally in recent years, it is not true that he lacks the ability and desire to do so, indeed, this year. After um, he had been released on bail uh, in his car current Cook County case, he sought to travel to Dubai with his two live-in girlfriends. Mm. Mm, but mm, don't you mm. think he should be able to get out because the man can't read his Bible. I mean, <laughs> he ain't, he has to take a pee on his own. Well, so he, he basically, um, despite all of these claims, Kelly, through his lawyer, is saying he's too broke to travel. Uh, I don't know about that. He is due back in court uh, later on this year. He's also sick of being locked up and says his health is deteriorating as a result of being in prison. Welcome to being another nigga in yeah, jail. Yeah, like what? I wish, you know how many people wish they could say I'm too sick to be in jail? Yeah. Well, you know what? Me. Actually, you get some pretty go- good health care. First of all, prison, you huh? get free health care because healthcare, we're yeah. paying for it. I-, I will tell you, there's some documentaries out there. People need to go and watch these documentaries because I'm watching Netflix and now I'm about to be into my pro-blackness in a minute because mm-hmm. I feel like now that we have, a, because I have a platform, Hollywood Unlocked, I should be doing more because there aren't a lot of platforms out there talking about our issues. Mm -hmm. I I mean, prisons, it's like the new slave trade. They've been the slave trade. No, but I know that and I've heard it and I've had members of my family in it. But now I'm just kind of like, damn, it's really bad. And I don't feel bad for this nigga because I do (laughs) feel like I do feel... (laughs) No, because I do feel like the prisons are necessary. Mm. Are prisons necessary? Yeah. I mean, there are some people that should be locked up and the key thrown away. Amber Geyer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, For all who don't know, that is the um, now ex- Cop from Dallas who was uh, who shot the man, black in, man, the black man in his own apartment, his own claiming that she did not realize she was in the wrong apartment. Watching TV, you, she was te- she was sexting another cop who was married while she was walking into another man's house yeah. and then shot him because he startled her for being startled that she was in his house. Yeah, and there was so there was several indications that she was not in the right not even on the right floor, not even just the wrong apartment. She wasn't on the ro- she wasn't on the right floor. Um there's things that she has outside of her apartment door that he doesn't have. The number on the door, yeah. the number of the floor that she's on, all of these things were the clearly The furniture, maybe when you first walked in <laughs> like, "Oh shit, um, this is not my you house." You don't walk in your house and have a smell. Yeah. I have a smell in my house. 
house. Yeah. Nope, don't live here. Yeah, mine is weed. Um, so yeah, but now, the reason I bring her up is because I wouldn't be mad if she pissed on him and if he shot her. Okay, well, that's not going to happen now. <laughs> um, she has been convicted. That is the newest update. Mm, um, but by she, a black judge. By a black judge, but she was only given ten years, which was really interesting to me. And the judge also gave the um gave the judge the jury the ability to um consider sudden passion as a defense which is basically what? yeah they, yeah it wasn't the stand your ground law sudden it was a sudden passion? passion defense which drastically lowers the amount of you know sentencing who, you know time who they should have gave her mm. meat meals judge oh, yeah, yeah they should have her black ass would have threw everything <laughs> at her yeah yeah, but this this judge didn't. Sudden yeah, passion. This, but as far as R. Kelly goes, do you think R. Kelly should get out? No. And do what? <sighs> Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, like the the bottom line is whether whether you believe it or not, there's just too much of a consistent, you know, track record with him, and he is he's been a predator on the loose for 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 decades. Now I got some tea on him that nobody knows. Do tell. So you remember when him and Jay Z did the double album? Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, Best of Both Worlds. And remember Jay Z canceled the tour because he didn't go on tour with them. Yeah, yeah because he was Robert he, was driving him crazy. No, it's because he saw Robert pissing on bitches. Oh, no, that, it's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but but it, in this day and age, people would believe it. But look how Jay avoided that though. Like that's just God, right? I feel like God will. He will order your steps. Sometimes your step ain't to go that way. But R. Kelly was acting crazy. No, on that's that what tour. I was gonna say. Jay Z is crazy. a very, you know, he is a very calculated businessman. He does. He's not. He doesn't like drama. You know. Did uh, Dame Dash say he fuck uh, R. Kelly raped uh, Leah? What? Wasn't there a, a post? There was something I saw online where he said something about him raping Aaliyah. Allegedly. He said. What, what I did well, see. Well, I mean, at the age she was, it technically was statutory rape. Because, yeah. you know, Dane was messing with Aaliyah. Yeah. They were together. That was his girl. Yeah, yeah, that was his girl. And he was saying the stuff he has heard, he doesn't even want to speak on the situation. Right. That's how serious it was to her. Yeah. So I guess it does allude to. Yeah. Well, the Best of Both Worlds tour was basically canceled because R. Kelly was a massive great, diva. Great, great album, though. A great album, but was a massive diva. And there was just too many, you know, uh, just. There was just too much going on behind behind the scenes. And Jay was like, I, I fuck this shit, see, I'm out. I, I want people to understand something. This is bigger than R. Kelly. Who else is getting brought up on charges? Because ain't no assistance, drivers, hotel There's people. There's no crime with enabling. You really? Know? I mean. Aiding and abetting? For, yeah, for I mean, child I guess that, sex. Yeah, I mean, aiding and abetting? Like, if you put the girl on the plane, you delivered the package. Yeah, that's and it's like borderline Every, sex trafficking. Everybody need to go to jail. Yeah, All of them. I guess you know it would be saying? considered like, trafficking to a certain extent. Yeah, you putting a little 14, 16-year-old on a plane. But the, some of the, these girls have just been so, like, brainwashed. Like, it's kind of un, <sighs> unbelievable. But anyway, so um, R. Kelly's going to stay his motherfucking ass in jail. Well, another person who is in jail is Stacey Dash. Stacey yeah, Dash. Yeah, she is. Um, okay, so Stacey Dash uh, was recently arrested for domestic violence. Can't hold a black woman down. Can't hold a black woman down. Um, but this is a black woman who apparently is consider considers herself white. White. Okay, so. She, she was registered. She, she stated she was white when she got registered. But you can't do that. It's not like a driver's license. Like, you know, the cops, like when they take, you know, when they when they, you know, start filling out the report and it says, you know, age and eye color and, you know, but you whatever can't else. Identify as another race. 
I don't recall them fucking asking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've been arrested a couple of times. I don't remember oh, they am asking you never, me. So, so what did she go to jail for? What happened? Okay, so. What had happened? Um, it's been reported that Stacey Dash has uh, put the pause on her new boo, her fourth husband, Damn. Um, following an argument in their Florida home. Uh, Dash says that it was self-defense after being put in a chokehold. Um, she says his kids are uh, conspired. Mm. Him and his kids conspired against her to have her arrested, but are lying about what happened. She was taken into custody where she was held on $500 bail. What? $500. $500 Wait, bail. Re- uh reread that. She is was five hundred or five hundred dollars. She didn't have no money to get out. No so money to get out. the clueless star just filed legal docs claiming that she is indigent, meaning she doesn't have enough money to hire a private lawyer. Um, and she's asking to be repped by a public defender in her uh, domestic violence case. Wow. I would, I'd rep her. Yeah. Would I, you? Oh yeah. I you would. think she's innocent? I didn't say that. Well, I, I, I would come in. I would just cut a deal to lock her up for a long time. Well, the judge <laughs> is asking that Stacey um, provide proof showing that she is financially in need. I mean, the girl hasn't worked in a long time. She probably is struggling. She's probably what is struggling. her source of income? She's a Republican, so I, I thought Fox being, News correspondent. But I uh, thought being contributor. A, I thought being a Republican meant that you fell under a certain tax bracket, so therefore you have money. No, no. no? A lot of people in Middle America are Republicans, and they. Ain't Rich, Lot of oh, so it's oh, it's the belief. I that. mean, I I guess she just sold her soul for cheap. Well, where is Donald Trump? Can he pardon her because she had his back? She ride he's, or die. Well, he's got his own fucking set of issues, like uh, you know, impeachment and shit like that. So he ain't worried about this bitch over here. <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi ain't coming to get her and, white sister out. Listen, girl, you <laughs> sold your soul for a dime. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part is that everybody online is extremely happy that she's in jail. Like nobody cares. That that's the that's the part that kind of is just painful to think about because you know, like I don't think a lot of people like me online. I mean, I have fans, but not a lot. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think if something bad was happening to me, people would be happy. Why are we happy when these stars? This is a star who was a part of something important in our culture. Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> And the bell is only five hundred dollars. Ain't nobody sad for her. No, no. Well, what's her cash app? I'll send her five. She just was such a hateful, f- fucking cunt. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is bitch over cunt or is cunt over? No, cunt. Cunt's, cunt's, cunt's worse. Cunt's like the worst thing. You yeah, do. like Why? you, you got it. Like you, you, that's like spitting on somebody. Like really? you spit the word cunt out. Do you know who's a cunt? It's just evil, huh? You know who's a cunt? <laughs> I don't know if I... Did I say that Nicole Scherzinger was a cunt? No, what happened I don't her? think so. Have I talked about that on the show yet? What'd she do? Yeah. So oh, at Fashion Week... <laughs> Recently, you know, Fashion Week. I talked about this somewhere. I thought I did. I don't know where I did, but you know how people when you go when you go to take a picture, they'd be like, "Melissa, Melissa, damage, yeah, damage," yeah, and yeah. you don't want to take a picture with damage. You weren't thinking of taking a picture with damage, uh-huh. but now there's people yelling. It's they fast. Put you, yeah, they, they throw put you together. together for yeah. photo op. Yeah. So I'm backstage at Jeremy Scott's show. I'm going to say hello to Jeremy. We, he gave us front row seats, which I guess is a big thing at Fashion Week. So I was grateful that nigga didn't have to stand in the back or hide. So <laughs> I, I'm going to speak to him. And so I'm standing next to Nicole Scherzinger. And mm-hmm. they're like, Jason Nicole, Jason Nicole, Jason Nicole. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I didn't really recognize her because she doesn't look as young as she used to. She doesn't. Damn. I mean, you know, everybody was like, Nicole Scherzinger, bad bitch. I would definitely say and this is not shade at all, she looks different in person. That's not to say better or worse. She, she just looks different in person. She doesn't have like the sex appeal. She's a normal aging older white woman. So I'm standing next to her like, Nicole Jason, Nicole Jason. So I'm like, okay. So I put my arm around her and she's like, I don't hug people. You don't hug people. 
I don't hug people. I don't even let people put their arm around me. But it was, I felt the pressure of us like getting together. And you know, it's always weird how you're going to pose. Mm-hmm, like, I'm mm-hmm. not you. I don't know mm-hmm, what to mm-hmm. pose. Hands are always big and just hanging around. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. And she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't want people, your, your arm around me. I don't hug people. Okay. I wanted to say, <laughs> bitch, you stole the Pussycat Dolls. If you really want to know, at least Neil was on the show. We know that she was the original Pussycat Doll, but she didn't like her black ass. You stole her shit. Actually, the song uh, that made them no, famous. No, the group. No, but besides that, the song that made them famous, Don't Ya? Mm-hmm. Tori Alamaze or something like that was the original singer. Oh, really? Yeah. So she, and her version is way, uh, I'm butchering butchering her name. Whoa. Um, but that mm. to, uh, Tori Alamaze or something like that was the original singer. Her version was way fucking better I'm than a, the Pussycat I'm re, Dolls. I'm going to remake it right now. Don't you ever say, say that shit to me again. Yeah, well. Don't you, know. you ever say that again. Uh, uh, what's the girl name? Maybe she's a germaphobe. What's her name again? Uh-huh. Nicole, Scherzinger. Nicole, Nicole Scherzinger. Nicole Scherzenberger. So I just saw her the, the other day, and I bring her up. Just I don't even know why I brought her up. We were talking about cunts. After a hundred something episodes of a show, it's like, what else are you going to talk about? Oh yeah, the cunt. So <laughs> this week I just ran into Evan Ross. Uh-huh. Let me preface this by saying Evan is family. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Evan. Mm-hmm. I am Diana Ross's foster kid who never made it to the house. Mm-hmm. I fuck with <laughs> Evan Ross. Period. Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's not a run on sentence. He came to a party I was at this week with Macy Gray, Nicole mm-hmm. Scherzenberger, mm-hmm. Ashley Ross Simpson, Ashley Simpson Ross, mm-hmm. and Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right, a different right? kind of lineup. That's a good group of people. Mm-hmm. That's a different lineup. So I ran into Evan, and Evan was like, come over here with us. Mm-hmm. But I was at a normal... Said a normal person's party. I was at. <laughs> Ooh, I done got Hollywood as fuck, huh? I was at a party with the people. I yeah. was with the people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I went, up, I, I, I went to a party with the people <laughs> because I wanted to just do some normal shit. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do no Hollywood shit. I wanted to just go do some normal shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I went to this block party. Shout out to Behan. Get in the party. And Evan rolls through with the, these all these celebrities. So mm-hmm. he's like, yo, come over with us. And I was like, you know, nah, I'm going to stay over here with the mm-hmm. people. And it wasn't no shade to him. It was just like, Macy doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. So we hosted an event together. So I'm not about to do the whole, hey, Macy, you know. And then, then the cunt was standing right there. So I didn't want to, like, look at her and be mm-hmm. like, bitch. And then uh, Lena Waithe was there. And she, Lena's, like, good energy, you yeah, know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hugged Ashley. I said hi to Evan. And I fell back. Is mm-hmm. that, that's okay, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to fucking rub shoulders and do the henna. You know, you know, that's why I'm always home. I'm tired. Did Macy Gray look good? Macy Gray looked great. I haven't seen her in a long she time. She looked great. She looked great. You know, she's a really nice person too. Very socially awkward. Now you know, I mean Macy's socially awkward, but she's You know dope. what I'll say about her is that like, you know, a lot of actor a lot of um singers and, and whatnot want to transition into acting. <laughs> she is a beast mm-hmm. in front of the camera. She's, she's a, very good. she is a good actress. And we got on this because we were talking about cunts, uh the Stacey Ma- Dash. She might be a I would build Stacey her. Dash out of jail before Nicole Scherzenberger. Oh, okay, she Maybe she's a germaphobe like Howie Mandel from uh, what is that? America's Got Talent then or something like that. You know what? Then you have a handler. Okay. And then you have a handler. She have doesn't a handler. touch people. Don't touch right, her. She right, doesn't right. touch. Or you have a handler where <laughs> you keep a perimeter around you. Because like, my birthday party in New York, now I ain't one to walk down the street with security, but I had enough security where it didn't nobody get through that bitch. But the people that I. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, he cute. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he so. can come on. Anyway, he shout out to Stacey Dash. Oh we hope you get God. that $500 because we need you to get out before you That's get it. That's all she needs. Before a- you become victim of a gangbang. 
a nickel. Yeah, well, we don't we don't want to see that now, well, do we? Okay. What's good, y'all? It's time for another Hollywood hookup. Hollywood hookup. That's right. I like how you did it's that. It's been a minute. So, um, you know, the summer's over. Mm-hmm. That means it's time to get back to business. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're somebody that's creating clothing, if you're trying to do anything, if you're trying to send cards for the holidays, I have something for you, all right? If you mm-hmm. love to use the mail system, I got something for you. And it's Tell called stamps.com. Com. And mm-hmm. this is all you need. You know why? Because it's one of the most popular time-saving, I'm going to say it again, time-saving tools for small businesses and people that just love their family that want to send postcards and stuff. All I right? like to save time. Me too. Yeah. See, stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Mm. And no shade to the post office, but it's a hassle. There's yeah, it is. Go there. People like me asking dumb questions about how to put certain stuff on boxes. It's annoying. That's why I just use stamps.com. It brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer, whether you're a small business sending invoices, uh, online seller shipping out products, maybe T-shirts if you got a clothing line, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com is all you need with ease. Yeah, I like that. So look, stamps.com, no brainer, saving you time. Important and money. It's no wonder why over 700,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. Because they got the memo. They got the memo. That it's easy and it saves time. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Look, time saving. That's what it's all about. (laughs) So right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. That's four weeks for you right there. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in unlocked. Okay. Stamps.com and enter unlocked. And that's your Hollywood hookup. Hello. Dang. What we do want to see is more of Meghan Markle because she's the American princess. Yeah, she is. We love Meghan Mar- Markle, but the Brits are giving her a hard time. And Haters. Prince Harry's got her back, um, which I love. They're just such a cute couple. Um, he says that he is going to take legal action against the uh, tabloid, the Daily Mail, the publishers to protect his wife. Um, he, Both of them have said that they've had enough as they are ready to take action towards the media outlets that talk negatively about them, specifically her. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things that people have said about her is is, you know, like that she's not good enough for the family. They've obviously made racial remarks and that sort of thing. Um, and Harry's just had enough, you know, like she can't win for losing. Like if she's like, you know, not seen by the public eye, then she's not doing enough. If she's out there doing stuff, then, you know, fulfilling her royal duties and people are saying that she's doing it for clout or whatever the case Ain't is. Ain't it like, crazy how she's more popular than the other girl? Uh, Kate Middleton? Yeah. She's more controversial. People love Kate Middleton. Kate's husband used to be the more popular prince. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Harry was no, always. No, 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 no. Harry was like the little Harry, redhead. But then girl. Harry turned into the bad boy, and then when he married a black woman, everyone was like, every well, girl was like, okay, when his, Harry. When his nudes popped up in Vegas, you remember that? Yeah, his little dick swinging around, little royal dick. <laughs> I can't believe I was looking at a royal penis. It reminded me of coming to America. Right. Remember when she used to be like, the your royal, royal penis, penis is clean, clean your highness. Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that. Okay, well, but, but she's getting hate because she's black. Clearly, right? I would but I would say so. Does she? Why do they give a fuck? Like, is he? Well, he, racists do kind of give a fuck. Well, and they the, mind and what other I'm people's saying fucking is, business. Why do they give a fuck? Because this is royal. They don't have to give a fuck what tabloids are saying. Well, it's not like uh, shit can the change. The tabloids. Uh, some people think the tabloids and the paparazzi killed his mother. Yeah. Well, that's a different thing. I mean, I'm think saying. about it. I mean, Diana. I mean, this was 
before you, I think. I think no, I wasn't before. 1995. Was I remember she this. died in 95. Yeah. Vividly. Okay, well, I was 18, so you were probably eight. I was six. Okay, nigga, <laughs> you was playing with Legos, nigga. I was watching this shit on TV. I seen it on TV but too. But you didn't know the effect and the impact that her death had. If you did, I don't know. Maybe it was in a McDonald's Happy Meal or something. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, you no, know, her dying, like Diana was. You know, Mother she was Tr- the she was the people's princess. She was the people mm-hmm. where people yeah. liked her. I mean, people. This was during what Reagan era too. Like not not no. when she di- not when she died, but oh, I mean okay. like the uprise of Princess Diana when was, she got married to Prince Charles. You know, people hated Reagan. You know, yeah. and in our in our country, politics was always felt indifferent. But I mm-hmm. feel like in the UK, the royalty are held to a standard. The monarchy. They they, they respect the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like she stood for everything that a lot of leaders these days don't stand for. Yeah. So when she died, it was like really tragic. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. All, all of that is very true. And Meghan Markle is, you know, she's got the makings of becoming, you know, following in her footsteps. That's another reason why people really love Kate Middleton, though, why she is problematic. She's white. And because she was there first, she got married to, you know, um, to William. Um, And she's, you know, she's philanthropic and she's kind and she's got all this stuff. With Megan, as far as I'm concerned, the, the racial tinge, like, that's that's really what the problem is. So um, Harry went on to uh, write uh, a statement. Unfortunately, my wife has become one of the latest victims of British tabloid press that wages campaigns against individuals with no thought to the consequences of ruthless campaign that has escalated over the past year throughout her pregnancy and while raising our newborn son. There is a human cost to this relentless propaganda princess die um, specifically when it is knowingly false and malicious and though we have continued to put on a brave face as so many of you can relate to I cannot begin to describe how painful it has been because there's been so much speculation that Kate Middleton and her hate each other Um, these kinds of things cause strife real life strife in personal relationships with people well think about it too as so a, the queen hates her as a princess or a prince i would assume you have to be proper at all from the new this time tomorrow podcast available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts join us as we explore a future full of possibilities in the age of 5g my dream will be that as the technology gets better with 5g and beyond in the future is to actually transmit what the astronauts are looking uh, through the helmets. And they will be following an astronaut as they step into the surface of the moon. So imagine what it will be. I mean, just think of it for a minute. We will be there with them. This Time Tomorrow is presented by T-Mobile for Business. Today, T-Mobile is leading the 5G charge with $30 billion invested in an advanced network designed to deliver the breadth of mobility we need. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. All times, you're yeah. followed by everybody. Every single thing you do is, cri- is scrutinized. Annoying. So, I mean, I could understand the pressure that she's probably under. I would never be good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a prince, definitely would be good at being a princess. You know what other princess? You know who you'd be? You, you'd be Fergie. Fergie did not <laughs> we do ain't well. About, we ain't talking about Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> no, yeah. She's talking about the bitch that, that, that Married Prince dis- Andrew. She brought disrespect to the monarchy. She just, no, she, she then had. Then she went over to Weight Watchers, so there's clearly a fat joke in here. She had joke. no, she just was not prepared. She wasn't. And she also, you know, her weight was criticized. She just was not prepared to deal with the onslaught of, you know, criticism 
based on the fact that she's in the public eye and, mm-hmm. and you know, royalty. And she just didn't fit their standards. There's an American princess that I no longer like. Who? Erica Minna. Oh, God, what happened? You know, I've always... <laughs> I mean, I, knew, I know what happened. Let's be clear. Erica Minna is unstable. Now, I'm not going to say that... I'm not saying that in a mean-spirited way. You look at... From the new This Time Tomorrow podcast, available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us as we explore a future full of possibilities in the age of 5G. Let's imagine a situation where every automobile has got 5G connectivity inside. You're driving and you slam on the brake because there's something else that's right in front of you. Today, the only way that everyone else knows that you slammed on the brake is maybe the person behind you saw a red light. Well, instead, now you slam on the brake and the wireless message is sent out to all the vehicles around it. And they all know that you braked on it. So now you start seeing safety uh, features come up as a part of this uh, wireless communications. This Time Tomorrow is presented by T-Mobile for Business. Today, T-Mobile is leading the 5G charge with $30 billion invested in an advanced network designed to deliver the breadth of mobility we need. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. Better on TV. She's similar in private. I will tell you a time that she I booked her at Floyd Strip Club. She tried to throw us a rock bottle through the club. Damn. Were you there that night? Were you there? Was that the uh, yeah. night that all of us were there? Yeah. Yes. She tried to throw us a rock bottle through the club. Then we had to have her escorted out. And then she was banned from coming back around. The I had no chain. idea what the fuck was going well, on. All that happened. And I still forgave her because I feel like you have too much to Ciroc, Ciroc to drink. She tried to fight Claudia Jordan's friend, the girl who was suing her for something else. Right. Now, I love Safari. Safari, I love. he's been friend of the show. He mm. loves you. He's a great guy. Safari, hands down, one of the nicest people ever. And I'm not saying this in any way to put a barrier between him and I. But, you know, we dropped the tea last week that she was having a baby with mm-hmm. Safari. And then yeah. we had confirmed it through one of our confidential sources and that we had, that they had done a photo shoot and all that. Well, the photos just came out mm-hmm. and we posted the photos saying, congratulations, they're beautiful. We had spilled the tea and she was so fucking mad. She damned us. She threatened to sue us. She wants the pictures taken down. Oh, damn. And I'm just like, you know, like you're literally not enjoying your pregnancy. Like, and this is why I will say I appreciate you and even you and the Tiffany's who just called her friends. But if you are a celebrity and you become my friend, you know what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. So you can either come to me and say, let's do a photo shoot and reveal my my baby mm-hmm. or deal with it when the tea is but spilled. But every other news media outlet posted the pictures, too. But we... We, we, I mean, I know you broke the story before the pictures came yeah. out. And so that's probably you broke what the story is, before they announced but this, it. Yeah. But, but this is my, but this, okay. But I, <laughs> I, I, I was getting a manicure yesterday. By the way, this lady did my nails very well. I don't know her name. It said Sarah, but her name ain't Sarah. Mm-hmm. My feet were done by another girl. They ain't as good. Mm-hmm. I didn't tip her as much. But you know who was in there getting a manicure? Who? Karuchi. Okay. Did you talk to her? I did. Uh huh. You, we were like five chairs down. You know, it's not proper etiquette to get a manicure and scream across the room. No. Nah. Well, nigga, I'm Jason Lee. So I was like, yo, Karuchi. Anyway, I love Karuchi. Um, there's no shade. I like her a lot. I've known Karuchi before the Chris Brown, before the Emmys and all that. I congratulated her on the Emmys. She didn't know that Nisi Nash had been on the show. And Nisi Nash was on the show a year ago. Mm. And I DM'd Karuchi. I texted her to say, and this again is no shade. It's just me telling my truth. I said, you single-handedly helped me shape my business and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And she said, how? And I will say, I will remember a time when we did when we started the show. Mm-hmm. I used to struggle with telling people's business. Mm-hmm. 
I sometimes I still struggle, but not as much. But I used to struggle with, do I say this because it's going to hurt this mm-hmm. person? Because in my mind, if we cool, we friends. Mm-hmm. And I thought me and Karuchi were friends. We mm-hmm. are very friendly. But now I realize we're industry friends. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, we're uh, all yeah. industry friendly. Yeah. You know? So now I said to her, I thank you for you not coming on the show. Yeah. Made me stop relying on what I thought was friends and stay loyal to my job. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I stopped. I actually literally stopped thinking about what people were going to say. Did she say you're welcome? Well, I haven't looked to see what she <laughs> said yet. I like her. She's a great girl. Talented. Oh, you didn't scream that to her? No, I was going to say it in the shop. Oh. She stopped because I said, I got to tell you something. And then all the faces around were kind of looking. So I was like, let me let me text you. Okay, so is, is that the end of the story with Erica Mena? She blocked us to fuck her. I mean, you know. Because okay. I was going to I was going to ta- I was going to segue gonna, well, into. I, I did DM her and I just said, well, honey, there's a lot more stories about you to come and we'll continue to break them and you'll continue to be upset. Like I heard, she's allegedly getting married. It's probably going to be a TV special. I don't know who's producing it, but I people are going uh, and they got invites, but I didn't. So. Well, um, you mentioned the word unstable, so I'm going to use that as a segue to talk about Aaron Carter, um, who needs help. Um, he yeah. wanted to ink Rihanna's uh, Rihanna on his face. Can you blame him? Well, Riri? he just already tried to clout chase with Beyonce just a couple of days ago. Who did? Aaron Carter. What did he say? I will beat his ass. <laughs> he posted a picture of him and Beyonce went back in like 2000, 2001 when. Back when she was in that group, Beyonce and him? Yeah, uh, Destiny's Child. And um, Aaron Carter was on tour. And so was his older brother, I guess, whatever group they were in. Nick Insane. Carter. In, no, Nick, no, Nick Carter was. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Nick no, Carter was no. in Backstreet Boys? Yes. Really? Holy shit. They were just at the iHeart Festival. Yeah, performing with a. Uh... <laughs> Listen, Steve okay. Yeah. She had too many cocktails. Yeah, I, I really did. I really did. But anyways, um, so he posted a picture of Beyonce and him. The picture's clearly from 2001, and the beehive went crazy. They were like, you are not going to use our queen to clout chase and to support your your stories and just leave her out of this. You think he got something coming? Like, what's well, up with well, all let, this? Let, let's break down a couple things. One, he just had his guns taken back because he threatened to go and kill his brother and his pregnant wife, right? I think yeah. that was it. Yeah. Then he also, remember, he also came forward and said that him and Michael Jackson had a tryst when the whole uh, ne- Saving Neverland documentary came out. Le- yeah, he, he Leaving said, Neverland. Leaving Neverland. He said he had his own story about Michael that he was going to tell, kind of alluding to that, which I thought was cloud chasing. He also said that his older brother raped an el- elderly, woman. elderly woman. Like a woman um, in her 90s. And yeah. that, and that the, the family apparently knew about it or whatever. And covered it up. I think he's on crack cocaine uh-huh. or, or methamphetamine. Uh-huh. He's on some type of drug. You look at him. You, you know, I mean, I know what druggies look like. I worked in probation. My mom was a druggie. He's a fucking druggie. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like the instability and think about it. He legally can't go and get a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's all types of warning signs right there to pay attention to this little sick motherfucker. I mean, he looks like he looks crazy. Dylan Roof. And that's, do you know who, you know yeah. who that is? Yeah, okay. Exactly. They, like, he looks like an incel. Like, I'm sorry, he does. Um, but the tattoo artist decided, you know. No. Yeah, I'm not going to do that with the Rihanna tattoo. Not, an, yeah, not I'm a not, good idea. He's like, I'm not about to be that guy. I'm not going to be involved in this fuck shit. So um, he just basically, that's, that's, that's it. That's Why it. Rihanna too? That's so random. Why you, stop bringing Rihanna I mean, if anybody's going to, if you're going to put a tattoo of, you know, a bad chick on your face. Rihanna would be the most likely choice, you know. Or Sade. I mean, I'm about to get Rihanna Sade. tattoo. Aaron I'm, Carter, Sade. No. Sade can't stand next to Rihanna. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> I, oh. I mean, I haven't met her yet. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I know I just pissed a lot of people. You know how you say things and you know you got a reaction? Everybody, he just was, that was, that was, he was just going for the reaction. I, I love Sade. The best of Sade is in my book. I am a Jezebel. She sang Jezebel. You know, I, I, what I love about this show is we're in a small little room and we just be talking shit. And, and, and fans are like, I can't, somebody needs to punch you in your fucking face. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I got so many bills. The minute I get punched, I'm coming up. I'm suing everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hilarious. You you do that. Okay. On the on. <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave it on this. Have you guys ever sat in the exit row of an airplane? Of course, the and, best row. Yeah. And then they ask you, would you be willing to help in you know the you know in case there's an emergency? Yeah, yeah but they never really show us how to unlock the damn door. They tell you to read they, the pamphlet. They read the. Yeah, they, nobody reads that shit. Yeah. No. Nobody reads that. Well, actually, it looks like somebody did because an airline passenger opened the plane's emergency door because she needed a breath of fresh <laughs> she air. She didn't open it. She tried. Um. Did she try or did she open? No, she opened it. She opened it. Yeah. Was it mid-flight? No, everybody oh. would have died. Everybody would have died, huh? Yeah. Everybody would have died? Everybody would have died. If you open up a okay. door on a flight. Okay. She needs to be banned from all airlines. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right More now, I ain't going to lie. I judge everybody that I sit next to in an emergency exit. If you're sitting by the window in an emergency exit, now I don't care what country you come from. I ain't that. I ain't ignorant because they're terrorists in this country. Yeah, mm-hmm. they typically white people. Mm-hmm. No disrespect, Adam. Don't fuck up the editing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I I feel like I do judge, and I do feel like if you are on an airplane and you are extra rowdy and disrespectful, I will be the first person to silently pass a note and say, "Put them the fuck off." The <laughs> <laughs> you won't. You haven't. You haven't ever. I mean. You seem like the type of person to just roll your eyes, put glasses on, and go to sleep. But you wouldn't. I am that type of person. But no. the, uh, the only time I've, like, if I've been disturbed, it's usually been because somebody was letting their kid get rowdy. You wouldn't? No, I've been in a situation where some dudes is coming on doing nigga shit, screaming, yelling, partying. Mm. And on I, the plane? It was spirit, and you were coming from Miami, it wasn't right? Even, nope, nope. wasn't okay. spirit. It was a regular Delta flight. Mm. So they were in the back. Right. Only thing that combined us was neck pillows. Mm-hmm. So they were in the back screaming, yelling. I knew it was pissing me off, so I put my head down. I started going to sleep. But wait, some, screaming? They were screaming, tell, the, wait, talking to each other. Wait, in oh. the flight? The flight didn't take off yet. It was some delay. But they're screaming, yelling, talking to each other, whatever. That I'm was like, the delay. You know how black people do some shit? You so embarrassed, you just put your head down. All mm-hmm. the time. I did one of those. So I, I'm asleep. The flight attendant comes up and says, you were giving me problems when you walked on. Now, I've been asleep. For like 10 minutes. Wait, wait. Oh, the no. flight, was the flight attendant white? Of course. So they thought you was another nigga? She he thought, thought I was one of them. Of the group, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm you know, sleeping. I'm in the alike. middle, too. I'm in the middle seat, and I'm sleeping. And everybody's looking around like, what are you talking about? This boy's been here asleep the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you don't want to give me issues, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> so he's sitting there saying, like, do I have to put you off this plane? I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm like... I told a lady next to me to record this, and they couldn't believe it. Like, the white people around me just could not believe this. There is no better feeling than white people being shocked at the wrongdoing of black people by other white people. They could not. They was like, um, sir, no. They started taking up for me. They gave me extra snacks. But long story short, I hate when rowdy people are in damn plane. Can I tell you a true story of something that happened to me on a flight to London once? This fucking, I was flying to London on a buddy pass. This is the best. <laughs> I know this story. But I got upgraded to first class. Mm-hmm. Do you know this story? Yeah. So I I, I had <laughs> fell asleep before we took off and woke up and had, didn't have my meal. And I know the rules of first class. Bitch, there's a free, there's a meal, there's free liquor the whole way, mm-hmm. and comfort, right? Mm-hmm. So I, so ding. And so the guy comes over, and he's from London. You know, he works on the airline from London. He goes, hello, how can I, how can I help you? 
And I said, okay, well, I was asleep. I, I'm ready to eat now. And he leans over to me and he says, you're flying standby. You're not like the other customers. You know your place and don't ring the button again and be grateful that you're in first class. Damn. Laid it all but out. What can you do Nothing. in that moment? Not, when you're on a buddy pass, you can't do shit. You can't shit. do shit. You can't do shit. I felt so punked. <laughs> <laughs> you were. He fucking punked you. He did. He did. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, this chick, she was, it was caught on cell phone. The no, one the who tried to open, open the door. Yeah. It was caught on cell so, phone. So you brought up spirit. Can I just tell you, like, if you're anywhere looking for a deal, you're literally rolling the dice with your life when you get yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I got on there and there was the first three rows had yellow tape around them. No, they did. Yeah. That was the, the, first, <laughs> the first and last time I ever been on that fl- airline. I thought I was dying. I thought I, I was going down. Spirit back from New York. That was a wild ride. Here's boy. the thing: is Spirit is a fucking racket, okay? Because it advertises these certain prices that are like, "Yo, that's how much the flight is." Yo, like they flight, charge you for breathing. Your flight's thirty nine dollars. Everything's a la carte. Yeah, everything's a la carte. Your flight's thirty nine dollars. By the time you check out, six hundred ninety two. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like it's a total racket. That's why no, 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 no. And then Spirit. Are you guys ever afraid the plane's gonna fall out the sky? Never. I'm always terrified. Never. Really? It's like, when do you see a big ass plane ever crash somewhere? <laughs> well, it's you so don't really re- see you, it. You it's so rare. It's like, yo, I see car accidents every day in real yeah. life in LA. Well, there was a, every there day. was. Don't forget that airline where the pilot was depressed and drove the motherfucker into the mountain. I mean, then you get that every <laughs> once in a while. No, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. I've been I've been through some turbulence where I was like, okay, this is it. This is nah. it. And I'm not the one screaming and stuff like that. I'm like, there really is nothing you can do. Oh, coming back from Australia, I knew we were going down. Plane was flying sideways and just shaking. <laughs> over, and we're over water. When is, how does the Coast Guard get to you? They don't. So you just die and drown. Um, no, you got the life jacket. Come on, y'all. It's it, a life uh, wait, jacket. In the middle of the ocean. Really? I don't even know what ocean it is, but nigga, really? With you, a life jacket, you're, fl- you're going to die by shark death. You Hopefully. Might, you might want to check in with the, you know, with the passengers of flight, Malaysian flight 370, you know, and ask them how well that, you know, with that one flight, yeah. With, with that, you know, I never worry about the plane. How the life jacket situation worked out the for them. Turbulence is. I'm like, it's not going down. We're good. Just okay. win. Okay. Well, listen. Um, I think we're over our time. Yeah. I don't know how we start. This, look, look, we just we let the spirit move us, people. <laughs> Hopefully, it entertained you. Tell somebody about the show. Exactly. Is that it? Yeah, that's a wrap. Peace. Peace. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Zoom. There's nothing like meeting face-to-face, and there's nothing like Zoom to make that happen. Zoom lets you connect and do business across town or around the world. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy platform for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. And connect easily from anywhere, your mobile phone, your laptop, or conference room. Zoom is how business gets done. Get your free account at zoom.com today. Meet happy with Zoom.